Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired by a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with musician Josie Cotton about Valley Girl and the recent release of her lost album, Everything is Oh Yeah. Musician Josie Cotton came to the attention of thousands of teenagers with her appearance in the 1983 comedy drama Valley Girl. She not only performed in the iconic prom scene, but had three of her songs used on the film's soundtrack. After 1995's Frightened by Nightingales, Cotton took a break from recording for over a decade, returning in 2006 with the album Movie Disaster Music. She's released two more new LPs since then, including the collection of B-movie soundtrack cuts Invasion of the B-Girls. The last few months have seen Josie Cotton not only releasing a lost album from 1986, Everything is Oh Yeah, originally intended to be the follow-up to Cotton's sophomore LP, From the Hip, but also a brand new single, Ukrainian Cowboy. We spoke with Cotton about all of this and more by phone a couple weeks back. taking time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the call. <laughs> it's all good. I'm really excited uh, to talk with you. Uh, it's it's so amazing that you've got this new album coming out. Oh, well, yeah, it's a, it's a new old album. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a time warp, really. <laughs> uh, when was it originally recorded? Well, it was originally recorded in 1986, and then the tapes were lost, and uh, we found them, and amazingly, and my uh, partner and I, uh, who I have a recording studio with, uh, Paul Rossler, uh, he and I remixed them, and uh, and then... You know, decided to throw it out into the into the you know stratosphere and just see what what happened. It's 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 a very strange thing to listen to something you did a long that long ago. And um, but uh, some of it is is uh, is pretty fun. I I'm, I'm kind of uh, happy to ha- to complete this thing. I always, it always felt like an unfinished you know story with no ending, kind of. Um, so yeah, it feels good to to just. Get it out there. Where where did you 
eventually find these tapes after after so many years? Yeah, well, um, you know, it had survived um, uh, fires, and um, and when I was living up in the hills, and uh, and and my my uh, my partner at the time, uh, the fires were coming, and he said he said that you know we're being evacuated. Uh, what do you what do you want from the house? I can only bring a few things. And I said my tapes, of course, because I had all my old twenty four inch and, and all kinds of crazy tapes. And he goes, which one? That's what he says to me. He's like, which child do you want to save from the, you know, the fire? And um, so he brought a few of them, and these happened to me then. So uh, uh, just all kinds of crazy moving and garages. And we finally found them eventually uh, unmarked. We didn't know what they were, but they were in the rafters of our current studio. And... Um, and there had been uh, rain up there. There had, there had been uh, flooded up there, and uh, so we really thought it was just a really just a complete, you know, shot in hell that it would be viable the tapes. But they were, and um, we had to bake them, of course, when tapes are that old. And for two days, I think he he baked these tapes at really low heat, and. Um, and we transferred them and uh, and mixed them and and there is no sound degradation. It's uh, it's quite interesting. I I didn't think it was possible. Uh, sometimes old tapes, you know, they stretch out or they there's some kind of a wobble. Something is amiss. Uh, and uh, not with these. They're they're just um, heroically stood uh, through all the all these various natural disasters. <laughs> it sounds amazing, both in terms of sound quality but also like this doesn't sound like a record that would have gotten you know shelved and like left in the rafters of a recording studio like this is a really (laughs) good record yeah well you know it was just um it was a a period in my life it was supposed to be my third record and it would have gone on electra had they not uh, shown me the exit, <laughs> so to speak, um, from, uh, you know, being on that label. And um, uh, so uh, we went ahead and, re- and just started recording all these songs. We had my producer and I, Larson Payne, and um, and uh, it, it just got to the point where I uh, there was a lot of interest in it. I was coming through uh, various pipelines of people, and I... I just didn't want to be Josie Cotton anymore. Um, I, I, I really had to do something different in my in my creative uh, uh, self. I I um, I felt very uh, stigmatized, if that's a word. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, branded branded is a good word, but not in a good way. Um, I, I felt creatively um, inspired to go in different directions. Let's just put it like that and 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 leaving this record behind was one of the things i had to do well it it seems like i i can sort of see how you might have gotten not maybe pigeonholed might be the word because of like how visible your appearance was like in a, a movie like valley girl like that i i I assume that because those songs are in the movie and like you're in the movie that that might've given people an idea of like, this is 
all you can do. And I think as your career has gone on, you've demonstrated that you can do all kinds of styles and genres. Well, I mean, thank you. I, uh, yeah, I love that. I, I think I would have, I would have been in a mental hospital by now if I hadn't done, done different things in, in music. Uh, if, you know, it's, I mean, it's admirable when people can like stick to a certain genre and, and, you know, more power to them. I just, like it's not in my DNA <laughs> to be able to do that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm too, uh, you know, chameleon-like, or um, I guess you could say. So, um, but it really wasn't Valley Girl so much as as um, uh, I just felt like I was always fighting against the wind, you know, uh, um, with the the Johnny Are You Queer whole you know saga and. Um, um, you know, it was it was tough. That was not a like a easy uh, uh, carnival ride. That was a rough ride. That was like uh, you know going through an atom bomb. Really, I um, I don't know if people really understand the the amount of flack I took and um, attack from the press and corporate backlash and and um, you know this type of thing and and. Um, you know, even uh, you know, you know, various you know religions and like <laughs> came after me, <laughs> and uh, and even the gay community uh, uh, were tough on me. Um, the, on the East Coast, um, they uh, they thought it was not a you know something for them, and that really hurt because that, that was my big audience in um, uh, in California, and I that was kind of an anthem in that world uh, out here and and a lot of people didn't even understand the politics of it all the people were so young they just they just took it and now that word is everywhere and, and that's a great thing but i i took a bullet for that song <laughs> i just really i just wanted to take the bullet out you know like and do uh, go another uh road is 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 why this record got left behind uh, it it seems like like for all the uh, the attention that Johnny Are You Queer has received over the years, it seems like like he could be the one like kind of gets like shoved to the side despite the, <laughs> the despite the fact like that's the song that gets performed in like Valley Girl like during the prom scene and it's like this really it's so sweet. And, oh. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious, like, I, I know, like, a lot of the songs that were on the, the Valley Girl soundtrack were, were like, sort of uh, K-Rock hits at the time, but, like, how did they reach out to you to be in the film? Well, um, the director, um, Martha Coolidge, contacted my producer, and um, he thought uh, uh, she w it was some kind of a joke. He kept hanging up on her. I don't know. <laughs> She was very persistent. I will say that, and uh, you know, and she's a lovely lady. Um, uh, so she w she really wanted me, and it was kind of brave, really, because I had been banned all over the world <laughs> that, that song, and uh, for her to put it in that movie, I thought that was very brave. Um, you know, um, I was pretty much in awe of her courage to do that because it it was controversial. You know, it, was, it wasn't just a a little pop song. It had a, you know, some kind of a, you know, a huge uh, baggage attached to it. 
but it just went on and uh and uh, you know we just did we just uh, uh did the movie and i didn't know it was gonna keep going i didn't know that movie was gonna be a forever thing it just seems to go on and on and and um I just did a Valley Girl reunion uh, um, at, where they were showing the movie and a lot of the people, the actors, the musicians, and uh, and whatnot. And it was it was really fun. It was uh, it was a really lovely, uh, you know, uh, just a meeting of people who love that movie. They just it's like they won't forget that movie, and it's kind of sweet. What I what I love about the fact about like your your recorded output is that like you have like another tie to cinema f- with your album Invasion of the B Girls, like that. Oh yeah, that like that has so many fantastic songs from movies that might not be as fantastic. Like, <laughs> How did that? How did how did you come to do that? Are you, are you like a big B movie fan? I am. I am horror movie, science fiction, all of all of that. Since I was a little girl, I I would watch these things by myself and <laughs> in the dark. I just watched all these crazy movies. It was always a thing for me. But uh, I almost called the, the record back. Great songs from bad movies, with you know uh, parentheses around great and and bad also. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, you know I I've I've always been uh, just drawn to that odd world, uh, uh, you know, and I I, co- I connect uh, science fiction and B movies, and it's a it's a whole you know alternative kind of cinema, I guess you could call it. Well, it, you know, expo- exploitation is what they. You know, it's an odd word, but it, that's that's the term they use. And uh, anyway, so I was just watching one of you know Godzilla, like a big part of my life. <laughs> He's like a friend of mine when I was a little, when I was a little, and uh, and I continued my my obsession with all of this. Um, uh, continued way in you know until in, to the present time, and I was watching. Um, Ghidorah, the the three-headed monster, um, uh, where the little twins are in the flower, uh, singing to Mothra to to go save the world, and they're singing the most beautiful song, and it's the most bizarre, like, visual of these tiny (laughs) little twins in a flower singing to this giant, you know, moth with these beautiful eyelashes. (laughs) It's just so crazy, but in, in... and in that moment, I realized one of my favorite things on, in the world was when something is hilarious and also beautiful and really sad at the same time. It was like everything at once. It was just, it was just such an odd emotion. I don't even know if you, there's a name for that, but and they, this song was so beautiful. Um, uh, uh, um, I can't even remember the, the Japanese uh, name for it, but. It's, it, you know, why are you crying? Happiness is, is, <laughs> it translates to, but uh, and I sing it. It's the last song. We're, we're re-releasing it, and I actually added on an, a, a new track that um, um, that onto the onto the re, uh, re-release, redoing the artwork, and and the last song on there is is that song. Uh, I, I forgot, but I sang it in Japanese, and um, and that was the inspiration. And I said. Oh my God! What if I did a whole record of just theme songs from 
from these movies that I've loved my you know entire life, and then I went on this search. There was a place in Los Angeles called Mondo Video. Oh yeah, and they had. Oh, do you do you know Mondo Video? I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just amazing, and um, they're not there anymore. And um, but he would turn me on to these like horrible movies I loved, which is like uh, Girl in Gold Boots. It was like the worst, the worst go-go dancer in human history <laughs> was the star of that movie. And um, and but the song was so great. I mean, but it's so great. And then really odd lyrics and strange, you know, <laughs> harmonica solos. And and so um, yeah, I just started collecting these. And I mean, I watched a ton of movies that I would have. I would have, you know, eaten my own arm if they had had a theme song because they were so good. It was like, please have a theme song. This is just unbelievable. And then they wouldn't. And in fact, um, the title of it was an homage to one of the movies that I wished had had a theme song oh, yeah. called Invasion of the Bee Girls, B-E-E. Did you ever see that one? I, I own it. Did you own it? I do. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's, you know, that's a... Uh, it's a theme I've tried to live by my whole life, you know, just, uh, you know, you're really a bee, a scientist, you know, who kill men during sex for their blood. I mean, that's a good, you know, you have to have some uh, goal in life, and that's been mine. But um, anyway, so that was my homage, and, and not very many people get that reference, except my manager and you are the only people I've ever met who saw that movie <laughs> of all the people I've talked to. And uh, that's so cool. You own it, though. Like, you you win uh, the prize <laughs> right now. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I was, I just, I went, saw so many movies like that. And uh, and then um, Russ Meyer, of course, I was, you know, I was, uh, that's a, a newer, um, um, you know, discovery of mine. I, um, and, my, and a girlfriend of mine, um, Turned me on to all these uh, these Russ Meyer movies, and I I couldn't believe the the music in uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. It's just it was just so incredible. Um, that was actually a, a, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I'd call that a B movie. It's just it's just some some uh, freak uh, moment in in uh, you know cinema history of uh, just everything that I love, and uh, and then after you know. That's the Pussycat Kill Kill, of course, had that amazing song and um, that lead song, which was one of the hardest things I've ever learned to sing. And um, but um, yeah, all of that just together, and it it was so fun recording it. We were laughing, we were on the ground, like rolling around, <laughs> like crying. We we were laughing so hard, and there were during the whole recording of. <laughs> Of the record, I had a, a little rubber, one of those hard rubber statues of Godzilla, you know, you could buy at the toy stores, and and he had a, we had put a microphone in his hand, and uh, we had a cord blowing out of it, and his, the shadow of him was on the wall, and he looked like he was as big as Godzilla, and I, as I was singing, I was always looking at Godzilla with the microphone, it was just hilarious. <laughs> this October... The Cinepunks Podcast Group invites you to our annual celebration of all things spooky. Cineween, from October 1st to 31st. Cinepunks.com is your home for Halloween scares, new writing, special podcast episodes, all to make you feel seasonally creepy. 
We would be remiss. We've been talking about all of this previously released music and or older lost music, but I guess we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that you have a, you have a new single that came out last month uh, called Ukraine, yeah. Ukrainian Cowboy. Yes, yes, Ukrainian Cowboy. Because I've gone all Russian now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why I am the way I am, but I. Went on the, on a heavy uh, research of the Stasi and uh, World War Two and uh, and uh, just history and of course everything that's going on right now is also relevant and timely and uh, <laughs> just uh, I just you know my manager was was looking at me like are you sure you want to do this I said I so want to do this and uh, I had no idea you know how it would be received but people seemed to be really loving it and uh, I knew it had to be a video and uh, because it was such a visual I, 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 I was seeing it as I was writing it and um, and I, I was really happy with, with how the, did you see the video? I did, it's amazing Isn't it good? Um, thank you I just love uh, that director um, uh, he, he's just the most amazing um, guy, he did my, uh, my last video I did see the new Hong Kong too and um, and um, but yeah, so uh, you know that was what's so funny though. I'm getting all this response uh, um, of the people who've seen the video, and um, and everyone thinks it's campy and it's uh, you know Nancy Sinatra ish, and, and but you know goofy and crazy, and and I love that because that was my part of my thing of mixing you know craziness with sadness and hopefully beauty. But no one has noticed that it's a really sad song. That's a really sad love song, <laughs> Ukrainian Cowboy. But um, that's okay. I mean, that's my little secret, I guess. No one, no one seems to notice <laughs> it, uh, this, this sad story. But um, you know, I'm I'm fine with the campy uh, interpretation. That's that's fine with me. I have to ask. Like, I the, the thing I'm most curious about is it. it what I've heard is that it was released via sympathy for the record industry. And I, I, that amazed, that, that amazed me as much as the fact that you had a new single. Cause I was like, I thought that label was done. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it's funny. I, um, I just, uh, New Year's Eve of this year, I went back onto social media. I had been off of it for quite a while and, um, number of years really. And, um, I went on and um, back on, and I kind of started talking, you know, re- responding to people who've been trying to reach me, and and one of them was John from uh, Sympathy, and um, yeah, I knew who he was, and he was just so friendly, and and uh, we had like a great kind of you know talk on on Facebook, and um, and then he contacted my manager and said, you know, I want to. I want to put uh, I want to put a record out with Josie and uh, I guess he'd been a big fan or something back in the day and um, and so he actually signed me without hearing it, the song <laughs> I was saying you know like both songs the other side Cold War Spy that's 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 very uh, you know dark too and um, uh, and we and funny but. Um, yeah, so are you sure he's going to be okay with this? Because this is like this is not normal, uh, you know, pop song. Can you really say Stalin? You know, the purge of Stalin in a pop song. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> you know. You and, can uh, on that label. He said, "Well, if, 
Huh? <laughs> you can on that label. I guess so. So I didn't know. I didn't realize he was such a you know a legend. I mean, I I, I knew he was really important in in the music he he you know pioneered really in, in this, the people he discovered and whatnot and and I didn't know about his amazing art collection of uh, lowbrow you know surrealism which is my favorite kind of art Mark Wright and all that but um, anyway so he put it out without even hearing it he just uh, I was just amazed, I was amazed at his you know his trust in me uh, that was that was pretty and then he ended up loving it and. Um, so that was really great, and um, yeah, so uh, so that's that was a funny uh, you know coming together, and a lot of oddly a lot of business stuff does seem to happen in Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, and that's that's not uh, that's just more fun. I like Instagram. I prefer it. I think it's more fun. It's more like MySpace. I really was I missed MySpace for so long after it disappeared because I just met. You just meet the most interesting, odd people, and you, you can kind of figure out, you know, what they're about pretty, you know, just by looking at their site and all this stuff. And and uh, that's been fun to, to get back in that world and um, and uh, reconnect. But, you know, Facebook is, is kind of obligatory, I would say, uh, at this point. But uh, Instagram is like I've, I've gotten turned on to so many, so many cool artists and, and just funny people and people I've connected with and you know over the, the past year i went on uh uh on uh, new year's eve of this year uh, it was my first time back well I'm... and I thought, well, my, my my first post on instagram and facebook was suck it 2018 <laughs> 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 and, and there's a picture of me dressed up like a cop with a billy club around a party uh, blow up party doll's neck <laughs> it's like why Josie <laughs> but uh, anyway well I'm I'm very glad that uh, you're making music and we've got this new old album and uh, uh, some more stuff on the way and thank you so much for taking time to talk to me this has been so much fun well, this no, it's been so fun. I can't believe you own Invasion of the Beat Girls. That's amazing. I should probably write the theme song, right? That yes. could be something an amazing <laughs> project to to uh, carry on. I would love there's, to there's hear movies that. Movies that didn't have a song. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's an album. Theme songs <laughs> for movies that don't have one. Yeah. Well, on the on the new one, where um, you know, I had originally had a, a female trouble on the original, and, and John Waters uh, contacted me and said, you know, uh, no one's ever recorded this, and um, and he said, you know, I, you know, I, I would love it, it, the first person to do it to be you, but uh, you know, he was getting ready to do a, a record with Divine or about, or no, not with her, but a compilation, and and so uh, I didn't put it. I uh, didn't put it on the record at his request, and and uh, now people have started recording it, and so I'm free to put it on there. So that's going to be the addition on this um, on the re-release. This has been so much fun. Uh, again, I thank you so much, uh, and I look forward to hearing all the new stuff that's coming out. Thank you so much. Uh, the next record I'm doing is called "I Want to Die, Don't You." <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks to Josie Cotton for talking with me. Everything is Oh Yeah is out now on Cleopatra Records and available for purchase on Bandcamp. You can find more info at Cotton's website, josiecottonmusic.com, as well as on Facebook at Josie Cotton, Instagram at Josie Cotton Official, and Twitter at Josie underscore Cotton. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at fromInspiredPod. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking about the surprising resurrection of the obscure band 29.9 as featured in effects and including as a member one John Harrison. Until then, thanks for listening. 